If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, I'm excited to share this word with you and those of you watching online. It's Matthew chapter 13. I do have the sermon outline available for you on the church app. So if you'd like to make use of that, and I would encourage you to uh, make use of that. And um, there's words that are missing. You, as we follow on the screen, uh, you can type in the missing words, and those can become your notes. And like always, family, I, I encourage people to go back uh, and make sure that I'm not preaching uh, something that is wrong. You know, I need you to check me out, all right? Uh, but also for you to receive the word, to go back Monday, Tuesday, look at the scriptures, because the Bible does say that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And uh, I heard somebody once said, well, all you do is just preach faith. Well, if you don't preach faith, what are you going to preach? You're going to preach doom and gloom. You're going to preach uh, there's only us four and no more. You know, there's only us four and no more. In the last days, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse until two, two of us are holding on for dear life. No, we have to preach faith. Amen. And I want to just tell people that the way the church started is the way the church is going to end. And the church started with a great big, uh, 3,000 people got saved. And then after that, 5,000 people. And there was glorious things happening. And they estimate that the early church in Jerusalem was nothing short of 100,000 strong. So we're going to end like that. Jesus is not coming back for us four and no more. Uh, you know, a bride that's just be, been battered and bruised and, and, and intimidated and full of fear and doubt. No, he's coming back for a glorious church. Can I get a better amen? All right, because there's a lot of doom and gloom. And I don't have my baked beans and my sausages cans ready for some underground bunker with my torches and my lights. If, if the lights go out, and, and, and by that I mean if a, if a nuclear bomb is dropped, what's the worst that can happen? I'll just be with the Lord. I'll open my eyes with Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not going to run under no bunker with three machine guns and five rocket launchers and ten grenades and try and protect myself. Um, but all, all that to say, we're going to end on a high. There's going to be a mighty outpouring of God's Spirit in these last days, a harvest that your eye has never seen, my eye has never seen. Amen? So we thank God for all of that. Anyways, back to Matthew 13. Are you in Matthew 13? Or are you in Revelation? Or are you in some... All right. Matthew 13, 31. Another parable Jesus put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you today. Let your word come, not by the oracles of man, but by the oracles of God. I pray today, let this word strike deep into the hearts of men and women, that we might have natural ears, but let us hear with our spiritual ears today. And I thank you that as always, your word, the entrance of your word, the entrance of your word brings light and where there is light, there is growth, there is increase, there is health, there is good things. Our hearts are full of expectation that you are able to do good things for us, God. And today we bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands and say, I serve a good God who desires to do good things for me. 
Say it one more time like you have a bit of faith. I serve a good God who desires to do good things for me. I want to just keep encouraging you in that thing because if we don't train the brain, the brain will find all the disasters and all the catastrophes and all the low points that are happening in our lives and in the world, and that's what you feed yourself. But we do serve a good God, and I want you to contemplate, spend time meditating on the goodness of God. Amen? And think about what that goodness could do for you, could do for your family, could do for your children. Hallelujah. All right, so we're in Matthew chapter 13, and I've titled this Rooted, all right, because we are rooted in God's Word. And in Matthew chapter 13, you will discover that there are actually seven parables that Jesus teaches about. And these are all parables, if you read them, all the seven of them, they are parables that actually speak about or pertain to the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, all right? Now, Jesus didn't purposely speak mystery so that you and I could be in the dark. No, what he's saying is that, you know what, we need, uh, we need the Holy Ghost to come and reveal. He is the author. So, all of these parables speak about the mysteries, and the mystery is really just something in the Bible that you could not understand unless it be by divine revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. And so in that way, Jesus is causing you and I to be reliant and dependent on the Holy Spirit. I know that we have some tremendously educated people in this world and maybe in this church as well and maybe watching online, but what God wants is for us to be reliant on the Holy Ghost. Because even though there were 66 books written by various authors in a time span of about 1,500 years, we know that it was the Holy Ghost that came upon them that inspired them to write those words. Amen? So he is the author, and no amount of IQ, EQ, SQ, PQ, whatever Q you got, no amount of intellect, no amount of wit, no amount of understanding, doesn't matter if you have professor behind your name or you have three PhD degrees, at the end of the day, we're still going to need the Holy Ghost, amen? And so Jesus is actually by the seaside, he's sitting in a boat, the, the multitudes are on the shore, and here he is, he's talking about a parable, seven of them in Matthew 13, so we want to ask ourselves, well, what is? a parable. What is a parable? And in very simplistic language, a parable is basically an earthly story that has a heavenly meaning. And Jesus oftentimes would use natural things to convey or bring about supernatural things. He would talk about natural things to bring about the spiritual. He would talk about earthly natural things that people could identify with, and then in that bring some spiritual truth, okay? So here in Matthew chapter 13, seven parables, and the first three really speak about the seed, and so we would call them seed parables. And you've heard a lot about the seed, but I want to tell you and make the statement that everything in life actually comes from the seed. Everything in life, including you, actually, including you, right? Everything in life comes from the seed. And uh, in Genesis 1, this is what God spoke. He said in verse 11, uh, let the earth bring forth grass the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb, 
that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Hallelujah. God looked at that and said, you know what? The seed thing and the principle of the seed is a good thing. And from this scripture, we can see that the seed is in the fruit, and the fruit is in the seed. Can you say that with me? The seed is in the fruit, and the fruit is in the seed. Say it one more time. The seed is in the fruit, and the fruit is in the seed. Now, this parable is about the mustard seed, and I've got some mustard seeds with me here today in this bowl. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the mustard seed. And from the beginning, you can see that the seed is actually dark in color. I've just thrown a whole lot over my computer. That's okay. No problem. But they are dark in color. And not only that, but if I were to put them in my hand, uh, you can see that they are really small. If I had to hold one of them between my fingers, you probably can't even see that. Can you see that? Uh, Cyril can see that. He's got Superman eyesight. But... Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. It's so, it's very small. It's a little dark seed, but very, very small. In fact, it's probably the smallest of all seeds. And in the Bible, uh, it's the minutest of all the seeds. But what is quite unusual about this mustard seed is that it has the ability to reproduce with extraordinary rapidity. It can grow really quickly in a short space of time. If you put this seed in the ground, very soon it'll become a bush of about 10 to 12 feet uh, tall. And then the Bible says that the bush or the herb becomes this phenomenal tree. And that speaks really about God's ability to work quickly in your life. Hallelujah. Especially when you're needing a miracle. When you're needing a miracle, you don't need like five years and three months. You need the the miracle stat. You need the miracle like yesterday. You need the breakthrough yesterday. And I'm so glad because of the kingdom of God and the God that we serve, He is the God of suddenlies. And I don't know who I need to encourage here today to tell you that just like this mustard seed in the natural is able to work quickly and bring about change quickly, I want to tell you that the seed of God's Word is able to bring about transformation quicker than what you expect. Can I get an Amen. Praise the Lord. Not only that, when we think about the mustard seed and you think about its size and the fact that it's a dark little seed, you also have to think about that it's mustard. It's a mustard seed. What kind of a seed is it? It's a mustard seed. And mustard has a strong and zesty bite to it. Anybody ever put some mustard in your mouth? Or what about that wasabi, wasabi sauce? But the mustard is pungent. It has a bite to it. It has fire in it. And I want to tell you this morning that the gospel message and the message of the kingdom has a bite to it. Can I get a better amen? This is not a bland, wishy-washy, you know, like a rotary club kind of a thing that we're talking about here. The message of the cross, the message of the blood, the message of the Holy Ghost, the message of the fact that Jesus died and then rose back to life again has a bite to it. Hallelujah. That tells us that this message is a message of life. It is a message of hope. It is a message of victory. Can I get an amen in this place? 
If you are ever in a place where they are preaching doom and gloom, and they are preaching, you know, you, you can't do this, and you can't go there, and, and, and you can't lift up your hands, and you can't sing, and you can't worship, you better run out of that place, because this message is not a bland message. It is a message that carries the fire of God upon it. Hallelujah. Can you say Amen. And not only that, but when we look at the mustard seed, Jesus actually spoke a lot about the mustard faith and a mustard seed, and he likened our faith and your faith to the mustard seed. Look at what he said in Luke 17 and verse 6. He said, if you have faith, if you have faith as a mustard seed, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be plotted in the sea, and it will be done for you. It will obey you, all right? And so the point I'm trying to make is that very often Jesus would point out the faith of people. He would show people where their faith was at. And so the point there is that our faith may start small as a mustard seed, but actually, that's not the place where it needs to stay. Can I get an amen? All right, you can start, your faith can start small, and God doesn't need a whole lot of faith to bring about the miracle and to bring about the change, but as we grow in God, our faith ought to grow. Amen. So even though we start small, Jesus expects our faith to grow. Can you say amen? Not only that, but when we look at the mustard seed, it's a dark seed, it's a very small seed, but also when you look at it, there's nothing, it's a very simple looking seed. There's nothing, you know, like, like really wow, 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 wow. It's just a, like a little dot, really. It's a very simple seed. And when you think about the gospel message, the gospel message is a very simple message, there's nothing complicated about it. We've complicated and we've taken the Greek and made it Hebrew and taken the Hebrew and made it Arabic and then taken the Arabic and expanded it and looked at it back to front and put a magnifying glass and a microscope and then we've got a PhD degree and suddenly what, is, has, what was very simple has become very complicated. But Jesus would oftentimes talk about children. And he would refer the kingdom of God to the faith of a little child. Can I get an amen? amen? Hallelujah. And when you think about the simplicity of this message, the simple message is that God loves me so much that he sent his only son to die on a cross so that whoever would believe on him would not die but have everlasting life. When you think about the simplicity of this message and yet the the, 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 the power behind this message, how that it has the ability to grip somebody's heart, how it has the ability to break addictions over people's lives, how it has the ability to take a heart that has been hardened by sin and maybe crime and violence and whatever, 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 and how the simplistic message of this Bible is able to have the power to transform the person's life, okay? And the secret in that is found in the life that is within the seed. The life that is within the seed. And I want to tell you that every seed has life locked up on the inside of it. Amen? Uh, and that is natural life. When you put a mustard seed in the ground, the life that's in that seed begins to break forth. It is released, and out of that life comes a bush, and from that bush a tree. But we're not talking about natural life. We're not talking about bi biological life. We're not talking about scientific life. We're talking about the God kind of life. 
that when you take the seed of God's Word and you put it in the soil of your heart, hallelujah, that, that Word, that seed has the power. There's a life that is released and unleashed in your heart of hearts and that is able to cause the, 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 the uh, promises of God to come to fruition in your life, hallelujah. Can you say Amen. And I want to encourage you as well, those of you that have teenagers and children, maybe that are wayward today. You remember there was a time when you spoke the seed of God's Word over their lives. Some of those children were dedicated to God, and we spoke the blessing of God. We spoke the seed of God's Word. I want to encourage you, do not stop speaking to that seed within that child. Because unbeknownst to you, that seed has the ability to break out and release the life of God. Hallelujah. And so we begin to call those things that are not as though they are. The child might not be serving God, but by faith I see him. I see her serving God. I see them worshiping God. I see them carrying their Bibles. I see them doing the things of God. I see them laying hands on the sick and the sick recovering. I see them having a passion for the things of God. I see them witnessing for God. Hallelujah. You never stop speaking over that word because of the power of the life that's in the seed that was deposited in their hearts. Can I get a better amen this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's the power of the mustard seed. And it is small, but it is strong. And they say that dynamite comes in small packages, right? But the mustard seed under normal circumstances grows into a bush. But when you look at this parable family, the mustard seed becomes a herb or a bush, and then it becomes a tree. The mustard seed has the power to become not just a tree, but a large tree. Hallelujah. And Luke says it like this. Jesus said, what is the kingdom of God like? Verse 18. And to what shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and put in his garden, and it grew and became a small little, weak, flimsy tree. What, what, what does it say? It became what? It became what? It became what? I can't hear you. I need to hear your faith this morning. Because when you're saying large tree, you're speaking about your life. You're speaking about your ministry. You're speaking about your marriage. You're speaking about your business. What kind of a tree does it become? Becomes a large tree. Hallelujah. A large tree from off which your children and your children's children and your children's 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 children are going to feed from. What kind of a tree does it become? A large tree. How many of you have faith for a large tree? Come on. A large work in your life. A large ministry. A large business. A large capacity for the things of God. From the smallest seed, the smallest of all seed, it has the power to become a large and great tree. Hallelujah. See, all you need is just one truth. You don't need a whole lot of truths. People going around the Antichrist and 666 and China and this and that. Hey, that's not going to produce a large tree in your life. All you need is the faith of a mustard seed. All you need is just one truth about Jesus. Hallelujah. One truth that will cause you to run more to him. One truth that will cause you to get into his word and into his promises. And that little mustard seed can grow and become a large tree. Hallelujah. Come on, do I, do I have any large faith capacity people here? 
Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. No, pastor. No, 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 you. But you don't know what's happening. You haven't heard maybe of COVID. No, I've heard of COVID. I've heard of COVID. I've heard of all that's happening and all that. There, but rather, I'd rather get the seed of God's Word. I'd rather get that seed, that the life that's in that seed, and let that life produce a large tree on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Come on now. It's a mustard seed. Hallelujah. Not only has it got life, but there is the mustard that you have to speak to. You, there's a fire in that seed. Hallelujah. You know what it's like when you put mustard in your mouth? It overwhelms every other taste that you have. And some of you have to speak to the mustard that's in the seed so that the mustard that's in the seed can overwhelm every other worldly taste, every other desire, every other habit, every other thing in your life and let the fire, the supernatural fire, the, 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 the mustard of God overwhelm you. Hallelujah. So when we look at the scriptures, the Bible, it's, it's miraculous what God can do, isn't it? How he can just use a little truth like a mustard seed, a little truth, and how it can become a herb on the inside of you, and how that herb can become into a large tree. That's absolutely phenomenal. And you know what? That's actually what causes me to come back every Sunday, just to see the transformation in people's lives, just by giving them one little truth. And they take him that truth, and that word takes root in their hearts, and to see the great transformation. But from the scriptures, we can see actually how that people in the Bible are actually likened to trees. So there's a whole lot of trees here today that I'm looking at. Mr. Tree and Mrs. Tree, and there's Miss Tree. Not mystery, but Miss, not married yet. A tree that's not married yet. There's many trees here. The Bible likens people to trees. Look at Psalm 1, verse 3. He shall be like a tree. She shall be like a tree. And then Psalm 52, verse 8. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. Hallelujah. And then Psalm 92, the righteous. How many righteous people do we have here? Three of you. All right. How many righteous people do we have here? A whole lot more. They're in the, family, in the conference center. They're back at home. The righteous shall what? Shall flourish like a palm tree. You're a palm tree. Let me see your branches this morning. Wave your, wave your tree this morning. Hallelujah. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He or she shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish Look at Psalm 128, verse 3. Your wife is also a tree. She shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants. Can you say praise the Lord? Even Joseph in the Old Testament was likened to a tree. In Genesis 49, 22, Joseph is a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. Come on, I see many branches here running over the walls of Durban, running over the walls of the banks, hallelujah, running over the walls of what the economist says you couldn't do, but the branches are just going to, they're just going to do their God thing, hallelujah. Come on, I need you to get a picture. You're not just a little seed or a little bush, you're a large tree capable of doing great things for God. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell them you're not an ordinary tree. You're an extraordinary tree capable of doing 
capable of doing extraordinary things, great things, marvelous things for God. Hallelujah. And so the smallest of all the seeds has the ability to grow into a large and great tree. And this large tree has the ability of attracting all kinds of birds. The seed of the gospel, the seed of the gospel attracts all kinds of people. All kinds. All kinds. Whatever ethnicity, whatever culture, whatever color, hair, no hair, moustache, no moustache, tall, short, whatever, all kinds of people. Like we said before, the gospel is not an exclusive gospel. It is inclusive. Look at somebody and tell them, you're included. Hallelujah. Some of you like that, me, me, are you, me, are you talking to me? Me or the God behind me? Me? Yeah, yeah, you. The Bible is including you. It is including you. It includes everybody from the, Mes- from the Mexico, from the Mexicans to the Eskimos to the Maoris to the Indians in North America to every single person. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And not only that, but we see that this large tree has many branches. And the birds come and the birds lodge in the branches and make their nest there. And they get protection and they get refuge there. And so we can see here that amazingly all the branches come from the tree that had its beginning in this little seed. And we can talk and bring a parallel here about the early church and how, how that the early church started in the book of Acts. And it was like the mustard seed. It grew with rapidity and there was phenomenal things that happened. But then, you know, there was a period in history called the Dark Ages. And the Dark Ages almost brought a halt, not just in the church world, but in everything, even in civilization, inventions, all kinds of stuff. There was like a darkness that came upon the earth. And it was during that time when the church and people in the church, they thought themselves to be God. And, you know, now it wasn't so much the Bible. We want to just tell you what you can do, what you can wear. You're going to crawl on your knees and come to this point. And at this point, you're going to roll over three times and made up all kinds of stuff. And that was the dark ages. But God was always eager and desirous to bring in the truth, bring in the truth. So we can look at after the dark ages, the early church developed into many branches. And we had the Catholic branch. And can I tell you that the Catholics had an element of truth that they brought in. And then we, you had the Baptist branch, and then, and then the Presbyterian branch, and the Methodist branch, and then the Holiness branch. Hallelujah. And then you had the Pentecostal branch, and the Charismatic branches, and branches are still being added today. And what is important is that all those branches flow out of the tree. I always remember Pastor Fred telling us that, you know what, you can take a truth, but when you start majoring on that truth, and you start focusing on that truth, and you forget about all the other truths, that's when you get yourself into trouble. He said, take that truth and bring it into the main flow. Take that branch. It comes from the tree. Remember, it's, it's part of the tree. The branch is in the tree. That truth is in the tree. Hallelujah. And if you can do that, then you'll be okay. So we can say that you, can, you cannot take one branch and make that into a tree. But you can take one tree 
and that can become many, many branches. Hallelujah. So you are a branch today. Jesus said, I'm the vine. And if you are the branch and you remain in the vine, then you will be fine. Hallelujah. Say, I am a branch. And if I remain in the vine, then I'll be fine. Hallelujah. You are the branch. He's the vine. If you just remain, if you abide, if you stay, if you continue, if you dwell in the vine, you'll be fine. Hallelujah. Everything else will happen around you. There'll be all kinds of stuff happening. But because you're the branch and you're in the vine, everything will be fine. Hallelujah. But I want to end by looking at what Jesus said in John 14, verse 1. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Boy, oh boy, is this a word that we need for today? Let not your heart be troubled. I've never seen fear being generated by COVID-19 like fear today. So let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in, in me also. My, in my Father's house are many mansions. In the NIV, it says, my Father's house has many rooms. Many rooms. Hallelujah. How many rooms? Many rooms. As many as your faith can believe God for. Hallelujah. A room is a place where you abide and you stay. So if you abide there and you stay there. It's a place of continuance. It's a place where you remain and dwell. And as you continue and persist, the branch abiding in the vine, then I believe that one room can become two rooms. And two rooms can become three rooms. And if three rooms, two rooms can become three rooms, then three rooms can become four rooms. And four rooms can become five rooms. And five rooms can become six rooms. And six rooms and 10 rooms can become 21 rooms. And 21 rooms can become 44 rooms. However, however your faith, however much your faith can believe God for. Hallelujah. You could say it like this. In my Father's tree, there are many branches. Hallelujah. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that the kingdom of God presents with endless opportunities. All it takes is just one little seed of truth to permeate your heart. One little seed of God's Word to push back reason and logic and everybody he said and what they said and this opinion and that opinion. All you need is just one seed out of God's Word. Hallelujah. And that seed can grow with tremendous rapidity in your heart. What's taken people 10 years can happen in one week, in one day, in one hour because of the rapidity in which God's seed can work in your heart and life. And that seed can become a little bush. And people might ooh and ah at this bush and say, great, great. But if you have faith, hallelujah, that little bush can grow into a mighty tree. And that mighty tree can have many branches. Hallelujah. Many rooms, many possibilities, and one possibility can become two possibilities, and two possibilities can become three possibilities. You heard in the pre-service of how David, who, who's one of our dream teamers, he didn't even apply for jobs. They came to him, two or three jobs, at a time when people are losing their jobs. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen in this place? There is nothing limiting about the God that you serve. Come on, I want you to lift your hands right now. 
in this place, in the conference center. Those of you at home, come on. I know that you're being bombarded by all this negativity. You've been being bombarded. We wake up and it's COVID. We go for lunch and it's COVID. We go to sleep and it's COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. But come on, we need to bombard ourselves with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Let that seed take root in your life. Why? Because one seed can become a bush. And that bush can grow into a mighty tree with many branches. Hallelujah. And there are people that are looking for a place of refuge. Do you know that? There are people that are looking at you and saying, how is it possible? What medication are you on? How much alcohol do you have to drink to be as peaceful as that person, as joyful as that person? There's no alcohol. It's the seed of God's Word. It's the fact that the seed has become a tree with many branches. And people are coming and looking to find out about what, what it is that you have, how it is that you have. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Father, I thank you right now in this place for your Word that's come to us. Not by might, nor by power, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. Right now, we cancel every word of destruction, every word that's come against us, the opinions of mankind, the formulas of mankind. Oh God, even those who have tried to mean good, mean well, but they have spoken contrary to your word. And today, God, I break the power of doubt and uncertainty and even the spirit of fear that has come in our nation and throughout the world through this COVID thing. I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the power of the seed, the life, the mustard that's in that seed today. God, the fire, the bite that's in that seed right now. Uh, the anointing that's in that seed right now. God, I want to thank you for the author that's behind the seed that is beginning to stir and work in the lives of men and women in this place today. Hey, God, I want to thank you. Yeah. One room can become two rooms. Two, three, three, four, four, and five. God, the possibilities, the opportunities that exist in the spirit realm are endless. I pray that you would help us to see with the eyes of our faith. With the eyes of our faith. With the eyes of our faith today, God. With the eyes of our faith. Oh, God, we ask you for forgiveness where we have doubted you, where we have grumbled and complained and moaned and said, oh, I'm so faithful, but nothing's happening. Today, God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We choose to allow the life of that seed to rise on the inside of us to bring about the miracles of God. In Jesus' name, everybody stand up to your feet. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord this morning. Say after me, Father, thank you for your word that has come to me today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. I thank you for the life that's in the word, the life that's in the seed. Today, I declare that that life continues to work in me the manifestation of what I will see and I will experience. 
I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. And I am declaring that my seed shall grow up into a tree, a large tree that has many branches, many branches. One room can become two rooms. One opportunity can become two opportunities. I serve a God who is able to provide endless opportunities. There is nothing limiting about the God that I serve. I declare it. I speak it over my life, my family, my finances. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Amazingly, when you think about the seed, you have to think about Jesus as being the seed. And the Father took his only begotten seed and planted him in the soil of this earth. He was wrapped up in human flesh. And then we know that there was a time when that seed died. And a seed has to die in order for it to bring forth life. Jesus was crucified, died, was buried. But three days later, he was raised back to life. And uh, because it's impossible to stop the life that's in the seed. It's, uh, it's impossible in the natural. In the natural, it's impossible to stop. If I took this mustard seed and planted it in the ground, it's impossible. It doesn't matter what I do. The DNA of the seed is such that it has to. It has to release the life. And if a natural seed has to, how much more Jesus, the seed of God, released life, came back to life, grew up into a mighty large tree. And that tree took on one branch and then two branches. On the day of Pentecost, that tree had 3,000 branches. And today we have many branches. There's the Mudli branch sitting right here. Hallelujah. And there's the Lamini branch and the Chetty branch and the Naidu branch and the Torrance branch and the Gopal branch and the Willis branch and all kinds of branches. Hallelujah. You're a branch this morning from one seed, Jesus. Hallelujah. You say, well, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm a branch today. Well, you know what? You can't be sure today. Like I said, the gospel is never excluded Every branch is represented there from every kindred, every tongue, every nationality, every culture. I think that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's mind-blowing, actually, when you think about it. I think about it often like how in heaven we're all going to be together, just all together. Did you ever think about that? The way some people act on earth, it's like, you know, the Zulus are going to be there and then the Indians are going to be there with their rotis and whatever. The whites are going to be in some corner playing their guitars and hopping on one leg, all out of, all out of sync, you know. But we're all going to be together. Hello? Huh? Some of you looking at me like, really? We're all going to be together, man. Hallelujah. But you can be a branch today. So, well, how? How? Well, the thing about the seed is there's nothing complicated about the seed. It's just a simple, look at it. Can you, can you see it? It's just a simple, simple, round, little, dark seed. That's all. No, nothing fancy about it. 
nothing fancy about it, just a simple little seed. So what does that mean? That means it's just really a simple response that comes from your heart. It's like you don't need to be a rocket scientist. You don't need to have, you know, been around for 3,000 years or something like that, have a certain amount of knowledge. I'm sorry, we can't accept you. Your knowledge bank is just, it's not full enough. No, just a simple believing with your heart. A simple just receiving, just, just receiving the love that God has for me. That's what it really is, in a nutshell. In a, in a nutshell. It's just, can you, can, you, can you open your heart and receive the mercy and love and kindness and goodness of God? That's what it is. But your mind says, you don't deserve it. You're not worthy enough. Look at what you did. Look at what you said. Look at where you went. And that's why Jesus died in our place. And it's just a gift that he, we receive by faith. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I know that our time is up. But I'd like to give those of you at home in the conference center, here as well, watching, maybe through our TV program, wherever it is, giving you an opportunity to come into the kingdom, allowing the seed of this message that I preached to take root in your heart and for you to become a child of God for the whosoever. With every head bowed, every eye closed, would you pray this prayer after me? Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I come to you today to in Jesus' name, just as I am with all of my faults, all of my weaknesses and all of my sin and I ask you for forgiveness I'm sorry today thank you for your blood that cleanses me and washes me and very simply I say yes to your amazing love your mercy your goodness your kindness I know that I don't deserve it but that's your grace. That's the grace of God. And I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins. With my heart, I believe. And with my mouth, I confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. From today, I am a branch. And if the branch abides in the vine, then all will be fine. Thank you so much. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to say goodbye to all of our online viewers, those of you in the conference center as well. Can we put our hands together and give them a big God bless you? All right. Thank you so much. Let's lift our hands. Father, as we go our various ways, I pray, let the the life, the mustard in the seed continue to work in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, in our finances. Wherever that mustard is needed, I pray, let it flow unhindered. Let it move. Let it transform. Just like the miracle of the seed becoming the bush and the bush, the tree. You can do miracles. Just like the seed has a, a, a rapid rate, you can work quickly, God, quickly. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. You are blessed, all right? Enjoy the rest of your day.
Flowers. I stand on. 